Hello, and welcome to the fifth issue of Comictating, presented by Nerdables and sponsored by Earth 2 Comics. Let the nerds take over! Us? Huh? Sebastian and I are coming to you from the scorching Southland in Northridge. Buck fifteen yesterday. Oh my god! Standing buck fifteen. It was it was awful. I I walked out, get in my car. It's one twenty two on my dashboard. It's been sitting in the sun. So yeah, I'm thinking, so it's, okay. It's a little hotter. Start driving. I get about five miles down Rainra. Look down one fourteen, and it ain't moving. Yep. It's eleven a.m. Yeah. It oh was my god. Miserable here in miserable. Southern California. Absolutely yesterday. miserable. Luckily, the AC works in the building. Yes. Here at uh, we're at Earth Two Comics Northridge, coming to you like we do every week. Um, today's not so bad. No, it's no. only it's only one hundred two. Yeah, it's only it's only. 100. It's amazing when you feel the difference. Once you think you get like once you get past a hundred, it's like oh, what's the difference? Right. But it's a dry. You heat. can you can feel the difference between oh, one yeah. one fifteen and and one hundred two, and then you walk out, you're like, oh, this is nice. This isn't that bad. It's only a hundred. Well, I like this. I like this. It's this not is, bad at all. It's good. I'll go wear a yeah. button up. I think I gotta get a jacket. Oh god, those guys who walk around with the jackets. Yeah. And the beanies. Miserable. Like, what are you doing? One one year it was almost as hot as this. I was uh, I was going down to like the the Topanga Mall, and there was uh, uh me and a friend of mine. We call them Mall Ninjas, <laughs> <laughs> wearing black pants, black boots, a black shirt, a black beanie, black sunglasses, and a black. Potentially denim trench coat, overcoat, duster, oh, yeah. what tre- you will. The duster, yeah. Walking in like a hundred and five degree heat to the mall, and he clearly looked miserable, but was completely unwilling to sacrifice fashion no, for comfort. That's that's commitment to. I respect your, that your click, whatever you want to call it. Um, oh my god, I re- I respect it. Yeah. Oof. It was it was terrible yesterday, and it's not not too much better today. Yeah, it's but a dry heat, thank goodness. If yes. we were in Florida, this would be far what? more miserable. <laughs> I love the uh, the old um, the comedy bit from the late John Panette when he was in Vegas, and he's like, "Yeah, buck ten there," and so you know, <laughs> but it's a dry heat, John. It's a dry heat. That's what they were telling me as they were putting me in the ambulance. Right. It's a dry heat, John. Clear. Pzz, we got him back. <laughs> Get the ice packs. <laughs> it's a dry heat. He's like, oh, it's a dry heat. I don't care. It's one fifteen. There miserable. should not be three digits on my thing at all. It's, Stepping but, out mean, of your house, breathing in the hot mm-hmm. air from the cool air, just oh my god. The hot, the two hottest I've ever been. I went to Vegas once for a weekend in July, seven 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 for a friend's wedding. Run in on Saturday, leave on Sunday. Buck twenty. Oh god. Standing one twenty. It's one of those things where you walking and you stop and you can feel it you're like oh my god we have to keep moving um that was the worst and then we went many years ago we went to uh the atlanta braves were my favorite baseball team we flew into atlanta to go to a tournament in tennessee while we're in atlanta like we're going to the game we have seats in the outfield under the overhang it's a day game and these two people come our, our row is completely full these two people come up they're talking to the guys in the end talking to the, and the woman turns over like, y'all want front row tickets yeah my friends want to sit here. They have tickets all the way up front over by the dugout. You all want to sit there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with my girlfriend at the time. We sit down like, this is awesome. This is amazing. And about two minutes in going, this was a terrible idea because it's just straight sun. Oh, my gosh. In August in in, in, in Atlanta. The sun moves oh. over the stadium. There's a, there's a spot 
watching the game. And the game was amazing. They went big. The, you know, I get to scream out my favorite players' names. I'm like, hey, what's up? Um, but it's still miserable, miserable heat. And there's this little wisp of cloud that goes in front of the of the sun. Just a little bit of shade. 35,000 people. Oh, all at the same time. I think, I, think all the, I think all the local Dodger fans have just sort of like, Oh, the, the, I think it was Sunday's game when this kind of started. The Dodgers were playing at home, and it was you could see the stands like nobody there. Yeah, no, I, they, it's insane. They, if you were there, dedication. I've been to, I've been to a Dodger game once in like triple degree hit, and that's the only game where like I could not sit down. We just got yeah, up, gotta go. Excuse, went through the concourse, like we're just gonna walk through the concourse, and that's it. And then sit in the underhang and everything. But of course, one of our favorite activities to do when it's really hot besides find an air-conditioned room, is to go into that room and read comics. And we have new comics this week. We're continuing with our our rebirth, uh, rebirth recommendations and reviews. There are five books this week. We've got Wonder Woman, Detective Comics, Flash, Action Comics, and Aquaman. I've not had a chance to read Wonder Woman yet. I'm just going to say that right out. But Sebastian has, and he enjoyed it. So I'm actually going to allow him to talk a little bit about Wonder Woman number one, written by Greg Rucka and drawn by Liam Sharp. This is the first issue that comes off of the rebirth uh, that kind of started to give us the basis of Diana finding out that maybe her past is one thing, maybe her past is another thing. She's not sure. Um, and then uh, once we get to number two, we'll have Nicola Scott come in with with, uh, with the flashback sequences. But here we have Greg Rucka, Liam Sharp doing the modern day story. And I'm going to have Sebastian talk about it. I'm going to flip through it here for a minute. I'm super excited about this, so I'm kind of mad that I haven't had a chance to read it yet. But so, basic plot of Wonder Woman 1. Wonder Woman is, uh, as we saw last time, she went to Themyscira. Things were not correct. We saw her fight the Minotaur. And in this issue, she's continuing her search. She's in uh, a nondescript jungle at the very beginning. We then learn that uh, she's in the middle of, uh, of an African nation. And... Bawanda. Bawanda. One Bawanda. of the fictional African nations. Say, it's one of those fictional... fictional uh... DC nations so that you yeah. don't have to step on anybody's toes. Yeah, and they don't tell you really where it is until you get uh, deep into the book uh, with the reintroduction of a classic Wonder Woman character, Etta Candy. She is not the same Etta Candy that you once knew. She's very much like uh, an Amanda Waller for the issue. Uh, we also get a reintroduction to Steve Trevor in the book and his uh, his his uh, group of soldiers that he's with. We don't know if they're necessarily mercenaries or if he's actually with the military. It, there's still a lot of stuff going on that uh, because Greg Rucka is taking over, things are changing. I know they did Steve Trevor as part of Argus early on in the new 52. Yes. This feels very, very different from that, but that's okay. Uh, there's a uh, wonder woman going through the jungle. She's looking for someone. She's looking for someone who can help her on her mission of figuring out what happened to Themyscira and what happened to the Amazons. And it's also a reintroduction to a classic Wonder Woman character as well, but that's for the very, very end of the book. But lots of interesting character moments. We've got essentially a new Steve Trevor. As far as I'm concerned, reading this book and reading through what I remember of the previous stuff with Steve Trevor and being an Argus, he's a very different character now. Yeah, he's the got New 52 had Steve as the, the JLA. The uh, liaison, liaison from Argus. From Argus. But yeah, this is definitely... He's... he's Definitely. It very much feels like Argus in, in it does. Candy. Very much as a, a Amanda Waller. She's in that same vein. Yeah, but they don't really say she's what organization yeah. he's necessarily part of. But that's okay. Uh, there's actually one moment in this book, uh, uh, and sort of to preface all of uh, the books we're going to be talking about this week, they're all very much set up books. 
gearing up even further into the big mystery going on, and that is A-OK by me. I enjoyed everything that I read this week. There's a great moment where Steve Trevor and the rest of his platoon are sort of discussing their lives, and he pulls out a picture from his wallet, and it's Wonder Woman smiling in front of a, in front of a police uh, the height chart, yeah, the police the lineup. lineup. And it's her basically in the Linda Carter costume. Yeah. She's got like a very dorky, adorable smile. Like I'm sure the it's her first time ever coming to man's world and getting getting a photograph from the police, getting a record done. So it's it's a really, really endearing photo. There is monsters in it. You get to see Wonder Woman fight monsters. You get to learn a little bit more about where she potentially is. There's a uh, biohazardy stuff going on, very uh, sort of Andromeda Strain-ish. There, uh, Steve Trevor and his group are investigating illnesses in small African villages, and that's the that's the crux of the issue. Is a search. You've got a search on behalf of Etta Candy and Steve Trevor. You've got a search from Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman's story is definitely on the path to looking for help to figure out what happened to the Amazons. Yeah, this uh, just flipping through it. That picture is definitely. It looks like it comes out of the Wonder Woman seventy seven special. Yes, which yes, is, it uh, does. Stories based on the Linda Carter TV series. This is gorgeous. Yeah, it may have been a, a piece of art that they didn't use yeah, in one of the books, like a cover that but they the, didn't. The use. book overall. I mean, like, I've said it a number of times before. I'm really excited to have Liam Sharp doing a book again, and just flipping through this. I mean, this is f- stunning. Yeah, the artwork is absolutely beautiful. God, it is fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, just flipping through it, it, it's definitely something that you, uh... There's hyena monsters, and... Yeah, it's, uh... Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, there's there's a lot of the Greg Ruck elements. The book is definitely a, a chase book, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, it's... Rucker's one of my favorite writers. He's one of those guys that you kind of get mad at, because he's so good. And he's, um... He's one of those guys, that, the voice of the Brian Woodson are the same thing. He's a, he's a multi... Uh, 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 um, multi-genre he can attack any genre i mean he's writing star wars for marvel and doing a very great job with that and here he's doing a a, a book about a a a mysticism yeah he's doing um the goddamned and uh no it's it's uh it's i wish i'd read it (laughs) but there's time constraints um yeah no it's it looks really really good this is the type of book like even if you're not interested in wonder woman I think it's it's worth it just to kind of see where it's going. You're not going to be disappointed in the art. I mean, there's a lot of really fantastic panels. He does a lot of classic panel work, which a lot of guys don't do anymore. Lots of really great establishing the shots. The colors are fantastic. What are the colors in this? Yeah, the, the colors have, uh, have... Yeah, very, Laura Martin does the colors. You know, the, Very the washed greens, out. Yeah, the greens, but the greens still pop at you. He's got yes. lots of oranges when she gets through... You know, she's kind of in this deep jungle, and then she moves on to, you know, the edges of the jungle and the rock and the plains. And, uh, yeah, this is, that's a great shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's got the, yeah, the hyena fighting, monsters. The monsters, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. It's yes. very Dr. Moreau, very island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, and it's got that feeling, too. Again, just just flipping through it. It's going to bring as much to that review as, as you did, but it's definitely one we wanted yeah, to talk about Yeah, it's a gorgeous book. I think it's a big book. It's a big book for the week. Um, I'm hoping the rebirth, to get, yeah, the I'm hoping fantastic. to get more flashbacks of the Wonder Woman from the police lineup photo because that's just when it's like I want to know the story behind. Well, it's that. fun when they place those. Sometimes they place those pieces where you can pick them up later. I mean, you just yes. get a little pieces like that. That's a story to tell somewhere down the yes. road. Who knows yes, it if, is. if it's going to be something like that's where 
Nicola Stott comes from because in the book Trevor says that he hasn't talked to Diana in some time. Right, right. Um, so maybe Nicola Scott's story will be at the point in which she first meets Trevor, and maybe they reestablish how their relationship starts because it started differently in New Fifty Two than it right. did in Classic. Obviously, that's part of the story is the fact that um, Diana does not know her past. She has glimpses of both of those pasts that have already existed: her Classic origin, her New Fifty Two origin. A retcon origin after like crisis or what have yes. you i mean there's all these different pieces and it's greg kind of taking the idea of the retcon the idea of the reboot and throwing it as that's the central plot of the book how do you reconcile these sort of things yeah after last week's titans um uh, rebirth issue there's some people online that say the continuity still isn't the same because it's not the george perez lineup right so now we don't know you know it was robin ever or not robin um you know, was Cyborg ever a part of it? Was because Cyborg doesn't show up in the New Fifty Two right. until the Justice League. He yes. was never a member of the Titans there. So it's sort of the, there's some still some questions when you have that. It seems like Rucka takes those questions, asking them in advance, and going, "Don't worry, guys, I'm just going to get all to the figure, stuff yeah, together. Yeah. And we'll figure it out together." Johns did it with uh, with Hawkman when, yes, when yes, he was he doing did. with JSA, where he's like, "There's all these different things." You know, Hawkman is an ancient creature, god, person, reincarnated person on Earth. No, 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 he's a cop on another planet. That comes yes. down here, and it's it's all these different changes in his origin, and it's just this jumbled mess. And Jeff kind of took them all together and mashed them up, and like, all right, let's figure this I out. Like, yeah, he brought like yeah. a legit like, like all these origins are legitimate because that's how weird Hawkman is. Yeah, that's where that's where it gets to. So it's sort of the same thing here. I think it, Greg is trying to reestablish why these different stories exist. Morrison tried to do it with Batman, yes, where yes, he, he had did. all those pieces too, um, to try and and he's done it with Superman too, with this idea that that some of the stories that you read in the 50s and 60s still quote-unquote count yes and reconciling it and it's just a lot of fun so really looking forward to that story yeah he treats the uh grant morrison especially treats the characters like they're a mythology yeah and that you know even when you look at mythological figures like ancient greek or ancient roman figures they have lots of origins and lots of different versions but they're not treated as one version being more or less legitimate and guys like Jeff Johns and Grant Morrison bring a lot of that notion to the table. That's what I appreciate about it. Yeah, ancient peoples retconned their gods all the time. Yes. <laughs> all of a sudden, now Zeus is just a little bit better than he was before. Ares right. is kind of different. And, and then the next story, different. Zeus yeah. is a total monster. Yeah, he's just a he's just a giant jerk. All right, what, which book do you want next? Uh, we're going to do Detective next? Comics. That was the other right. one I was really looking forward to. I, I really like the basis of this title in this Batman team. Yes, yes. Uh, James Tenney in the fourth doing the writing. Eddie Barrow's doing the art, which I really enjoyed. I I like this book a lot because I like this kind of version of Bruce. That it isn't, I'm just going to do it by myself. He knows he needs these people. And he even gets into, you know, his conversation with, uh, with Tim is very much a supportive conversation. This idea, they, they end up with, um, within the story, they end up with Leslie Tompkins, Tompkins, who is like the doctor to the, to the superheroes yep. that can't go to the hospital. And she mentions Tim being there. You know, this idea of um, uh, getting teenagers involved and, and Batman is very quick to Leslie. Red Robin is more than capable. She's like, OK, OK, I'm not going to argue with you. He just seems a much more supportive character here, which I really enjoy. It's got to, got a bit of the Batman, the animated series voice mm-hmm. to the character. And in this issue, this issue let, has less of the action vibe as it does as we we get these different pieces of these characters. It opens with a training session. Yeah, very Danger Room like, style. Yeah, it, it, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's all but a ripoff of the Danger Room, but it's with, not like the they're the only Clayface. person that does it. Yeah, the help of uh, the remnants of Clayface. And you have the spoiler in Orphan, which is Cassandra Kane, who had been Batgirl in the pre-New 52. And we have um, Cassie Kane as Batwoman running the simulation 
and within it, Tim is very much the leader of kind of sort of like the secondary group. You remove yes. Bruce and, Kay- and and Katie from it, and you have Tim as that that leader. I've always liked Tim. Tim's kind of the Robin I not necessarily grew up with, but he was the Robin when I started reading DC Comics. It's um, one of the things about Robins into it. that uh, they all have their voice, and I know that was the failing of uh, Jason Todd as Robin for a very long time, was he didn't really have a voice. He was kind of a clone of Dick Grayson, and then to well, different kind of a jerk. Well, he they made him a he. It was one of the, I was watching an interview with uh, Denny O'Neill, and they he had talked about how they didn't really know what to do. It's a second Robin, and his personality was basically Dick Grayson's, and then just sort of through natural osmosis, the writers just kind of made him a jerk inadvertently. Yeah. Gotta do something different. Make him mean. Go for it. Yeah, and I like that Tim is very much uh, the more willing partner. Of all the Robins. And yet the one who never wanted to be Batman. Yes. Or, and, and never even really wanted... He's never had the aspiration to be a superhero when he grows up. And that comes through here. In yes. this issue, we find out he is in a relationship with Spoiler. Which is kind As of like, yay! As someone, yeah, someone who read Robin... Who read Robin. Who was reading Robin. That's hard. When you say Red Robin. Yeah. It's like, he is Red Robin in this. There's a... And I don't want to ruin the moment in here. But when he's talking to... Uh, through here. When he was talking about Tim being Red Robin... There's, I'm just going to point it to you. That was fantastic. Yes. To kind of reestablish that. So there is a great line in the middle that if you are a Tim Drake fan, I think you guys will love. It's, it's very validating if you're, yeah. if you've so been a fan of Yeah, so there's a Robin. lot of dialogue in this. Casey, com- uh, Katie. Uh, Katie Kate comes Kane, home. Yeah. yeah, Kate Kane or Katie comes back home to see her father. There's a long conversation there about what she's doing and helping Bruce. The, the history of the Canes and the Waynes. He's a very supportive father too. Yeah, no, he's. I I like that character because there's there's tension without it being so overdrawn. Yes, and overwrought. You can tell these two people care about each other. They can be in the same room. There's not yelling and screaming. It's a very adult sort of fight. It's a very different dynamic from someone like uh, Barbara Gordon and Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, where she's kept it a secret for a long time and he still doesn't know how he feels about it. Yeah, versus them where Kate's father basically says. You're too good for this. Yeah, yeah. You need it, you got skills that you can put to better use. So we get the action towards the end as this group that we saw in the first issue yes. in uh, uh, 934. This issue 935. I don't think I mentioned that when we started. Uh, we see this chase sequence and this group is after Batman and it is, it's a great last scene. It's such a Batman scene. But I really I really enjoy this book. I like the first book as putting the team together. I love the team dynamic. You're not kind of quote unquote stuck with a character for too long, right? Right. We're here with two pages with Katie, and then we have two pages of Tim, and 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 um, and spoiler, whose name all of a sudden escapes. Cassandra. My... No, not Cassandra. No. King. no. Was, uh, Stephanie Brown. Stephanie Brown. Thank you. Good lord, just revoked my card right now. Um, but Cassandra shows up for half a second, a right. panel, and you learn more about her. As Tim and Stephanie continue to talk yes. about her being there very quickly and then leaving, and it's just uh, the development in it, I think is really good. James Tinian is a is a guy that you know he's one of uh, Snyder's understudies. I guess he, he worked on a lot of books with Snyder. He's worked on books in kind of Snyder's corner of the Batman universe. Um, definitely for me a worthy successor. I like this start because I think this is like the second book that he's done like just on his own. He's a co writer with Snyder on a lot of books. Um, I read the Talon series, which was a lot better than it had any any business being. Yes, uh, the Talon that came out of the, the one Talon that broke the 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 owls uh, uh, command or whatever their owls brainwashing. 
was a really good book as well. So I really like this book. This is one of the books that I was looking forward to, and I have not been disappointed so far. I'm really excited to see where this is going. Again, we have a book that the plot, an issue where the plot, this uh, this character that you see at the end of 934, is barely in it. It's not yes. really advancing. We're advancing this team dynamic and how these characters are working together, what their motivations are, what's going to happen in the future. It's very old-timey uh, comic book to me. It's very X-Men-y. It is. Claremont's X-Men, where there's so much stuff going on with all of these different characters that the the plot that's, that brings all these characters together, the through line, is not as important as the characters that are following that line. Yes. And I just really enjoy it. There's great time management for the characters in this book. They're all, they all get their screen time, and they all get a good amount of screen time to break up the story and give it some good pacing. We get to see Asriel again, so we're continuing the story arc. I am Asriel. And we have a we've got a name to the bad guys, the Colony. The Colony, which is which is a good bad guy organization name. I love it. Uh, no, the book was really really fun. It was re- well paced. Is one of is you know, again you know last thing you want to be is boring for any sort of story, and it was really well paced. I thought everything was was in its place, and. That is very, very much appreciated, especially when you're going to have a big cast of characters. Yes. When you look at stuff like Justice League, sometimes Justice League can feel so overstuffed where it's like, I got five pages of Superman, but only like one page of Wonder Woman, and then I'm back to and Superman again. I mean, it depends if that's, that's the story. It depends yeah. on the focus. That's what uh, Morrison's Justice League run is my favorite Justice League run. Again, that's what really got me into the Justice the Justice, the DC universe as a whole. That's kind of where I started. I was yeah. a big Marvel guy. I still am. He's got but, good time management. Yeah, and it was the same thing there. Um, a person who does not need time management. Well, he does need time management because he's super, super fast. We're going to talk about The Flash, number one. Joshua Williamson is the writer, and our favorite Italian, Carmine Di Giandamencio. Giandamencio. I'm screwing this name up. I, have, gotta, to find, I have to find like a panel. Be, yeah, there's got to be either a panel or something in Wiki. And when he, uh, I was flipping through this, and I figured out the art reminds me very much of uh, early Giuseppe Camoncoli's art. We did. He did Dark Wolverine when Dakin had taken over the title. Yes, yes. he does uh, Amazing Spider-Man now. On he's one of the, the rotating artists through there. As I'm going through the first couple of pages, I'm like, oh my goodness, this looks like Giuseppe's style. And Giuseppe, of course, is Italian as well. You know, we're just assuming that Carmine is. I'm going to look him up. I'm going to have you talk about the issue. So I... what we've got here is a potential story for the introduction of a new speedster. And I really, really like it. The Flash book is not currently dealing heavily in the larger mystery of the DC Universe. We've got a great introduction with the idea of how Barry Allen got his powers. We get the nice Flash recap. I love when they do Flash origin recaps. He's saving the day. You see his powers. And then you get a little bit of an introduction to a few new police officers, one of which will become very important. Uh, the the officer August, one of his friends at the Central City PD, becomes a very important character, and I'm interested because he's a guy who I don't remember too much of, and I think he's a. I don't most, recognize the name at all. I don't recognize the name at all, but the his the, the way they've drawn him seems really familiar. So he may have been like a background character that suddenly they've given a name to to do a story with. But I, I'm very intrigued by what they're doing. At first, I thought it was uh the the Singh. The, the police chief. Right. But then I had to go back and be like, oh, okay, so it, we're really dealing with a new character. Yeah, because Sing, the Singh is in the, in the very beginning, the beginning, and they dress very similarly. Yeah, they have the same kind of hair, too. And the same hair and same just facial different, different fa- Yeah, different facial hair, but it is. And I, that may be intentional. And yes, Carmine Diadimentio, oh man, we should call him, uh, is from Italy as well. He's we're from we're very sorry, Carmine. Yeah, Carmine, sorry. 
Uh, yeah, no, I, I like the fact because they didn't really do the origin in the Rebirth issue. The Rebirth right. issue was just him and Wally. The Rebirth issue really for Flash is Wally's issue. Yes, that yes, ends it up is. with Barry, and then so in this case, yeah, it, it gives you a, a a retelling of his origin, his 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 job as a forensic scientist, his power set, his power set, how he helps his friends. Yes, you know, August comes to him years ago to help find his brother's, his brother's killer. killer. He was another police officer. He was another police officer as well. So, and again, a lot of uh, there's a lot of character beats in it. We're introduced again to Wally West, the Wally West of the New 52, the African-American Wally West. Yes. Uh, and uh, Iris. Who's very, very different than very different the New than 52 the, version of Wally West. A little bit. Yeah, he's also different than the TV version of Wally West. Yes. He's not. I mean, I mean, who knows how long. Yeah, I wasn't uh, I wasn't reading Flash in the New 52 towards the end. So I never really um, got to know the New 52 version of Wally. Uh, so I'm sure this is fairly in line with that character. Maybe it isn't, but he's not as a. He's very the, the, abrasive when he first started. Yeah, and, and the the character on on the Flash TV series is very abrasive when he started as yeah. well. Um, but this guy is, you know, he's very uh, very cordial to Barry um, and Iris as well. I mean, he's got a little quirks and stuff, but nothing like you sit there going, "Oh, that, that kid's an a hole." Um, so no, it was it was really what, and, and, and it's definitely a hero book. Barry towards the end is presented with a choice as to trying to be everywhere at once with, at once his it's skill the, his his set his power set is very he he feels like he should be doing everything yeah he's got um, it's his burden as the fastest man alive yeah and it's kind of funny because one of my favorite things we go back to justice league with grant with grant morrison one of my favorite moments in the um in this in the second storyline the uh the angel host storyline is bear uh, i'm sorry wally and clark's discussion where clark's like I'm supposed to be the greatest hero in the world, and I'm not. You know, I can't save everybody. And Wally's just looking like, you're worried about your legacy? You're Superman. Um, there's a great line in here for uh, that Iris is, when she's talking to Barry about this this kind of troubles that he's having, saying he's trying to do the best he can, but he can't necessarily do everything. And she's, uh, Iris says, my mom used to tell me that some people try so hard to do everything that they end up doing nothing. And it's really true. I mean, it was just something like hit me as someone who tries very hard to do everything, please everybody do everything at work and all that stuff. And you like, sometimes you just got to get to the end. Like I didn't do anything. I did little pieces of all these different things. You never got something able to finish. Yeah. Um, So there's, there's really like insight into too. The characters are, the, the dialogue is fantastic. The characters are fantastic. That harkens back to uh, Barry's portrayal in new frontier as well. They gave uh, Darwin cook gave him a bit of an inferiority complex. He sort of sees his powers as being a little bit meaningless. Yeah. He's like, I'm a guy who can run fast, who stops jewel thieves. And he doesn't really see himself as being worthy of the title that he's earned, being in things like the Justice League, having a family. And it's kind of sad. But the story then takes a turn when there's uh, a hijacking or a robbery of a Star Labs van. There's a, a scientist who they're looking to kidnap. And there is a miscellaneous weapon or power he's working on, and that sort of becomes the focal point of the issue because August comes back, he's doing his duty as a police officer, and we've got a hook for the story arc. And I'm actually yeah, very intrigued is, this by This is it. where it's going from it. So, again, another really good setup issue. I do like the fact that there, there's a, a number of panels in here, number of pages in here that are dedicated to the Flash doing Flash things, saving yes. people from... From tornadoes, from buildings that are on fire, staving children. Uh, uh, what else is he doing here? He's, he's saving people trapped under rubble, stopping a robbery, a great uh, where he's saving people in the Arctic. 
I mean, it's just it's it's. I love when they show those kind of moments, even when it's basically a montage of everything he's doing. So, I again really enjoyed it. It wasn't a book that I kind of was on my radar. I'm sort of up and down on the Flash or back and forth. I don't know, whatever you mm. want to call it. Um, but no, I've really enjoyed it. So again, we've got really good issues this week. This week also we have Action Comics nine fifty eight and Aquaman number one. Just talk real quick about about both of them. Action Comics continues the story. Uh, Dan Jurgens and Patrick Zercher with the Super Lex. And we get um, our new Superman who comes in to face off against Doomsday, which is uh, the character that's introduced at the end of 957. Yes, and the, the, back. the implication is that it's it's the real Doomsday. It is the real Doomsday. It is the pre-New 52 Doomsday, much like our pre-New 52 Clark is, or, or Superman is back. And the reason I say Superman instead of Clark is Clark Kent is also there's in this a, issue. Yes, there is a mysterious doppelganger and for Clark Kent. And everyone assumes that that Clark, because in the New 52 universe, Lois exposes him. Lois exposes him and has his identity become public. And so people were looking at Clark going, um, what are you doing? Who are you? Why Wait. aren't you? Hey, go save that guy. Didn't you I die can't. when you were Yeah, when and you he were says, Superman? I can't do this. I can't fly. I can't go save people. There's a reason that I'm here. And he says something along the lines of the reason that I'm here is, is because of, uh, you know, I, I did what I needed to do to survive. We've got a cloak guy. Cloakie. Yeah, Cloakie. Cloakie, Cloakie, Cloakie McCloakerson is He's in watching this. everybody. We've got. Yeah, and some... he's got, I mean, he's got, he's got cameras in the house of the, the Kents, the, the Superman and uh, Lois and John. He's watching the fight in Sue. We've yeah, got... and there's a lot of Superman moments in it. I mean, there's, there's a big fight with Superman Doomsday. Moments. There's, you know, saving the train and all these things. And then there's Lex being a hero there's, to it's, people around it's it. And it's very like, satisfying to watch yeah. Superman and Lex Luthor work together. Yeah, and, and Superman kind of accepting that he has to work with them. And the mystery of who Clark is. So yes, Jimmy, a nice setup for uh, Jimmy that. Yeah, very Jimmy much. very much like, who the heck are you? Um, again, a, good book. I mean, it's not. It's it's one. It's a very solid, good book. It is. Dan Jurgens is a classic, classic Superman writer. He's got a new hook, and it's got all those extra. You know, I think once you've had the New Fifty Two, where you don't have those classic beats, having those back actually is something new. You have yes. people that started in the New Fifty Two. You have readers who may have started right at the end and into the New Fifty Two. This Superman is almost all new to them. This yes. kind of storytelling. When Greg Pak came on to action, one of the reasons I liked it so much is it felt Pak was doing a classic Superman story. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, much more of the classic Clark, the hero, the superhero of the superheroes, the god among gods, that sort of thing. So I think this kind of continues that trend, even though it's a different writer. And I want to talk about Aquaman number one uh, real fast. Talk about Aquaman Rebirth two weeks ago. Dan Abnett doing the writing and uh, Brad Walker doing the art. I actually like Brad Walker a lot. He did uh, he did Invincible for a while. He did. He did. That was really good. And uh, we have the, what was it, the Spindrift Station as Arthur is trying to create an embassy to bridge the worlds uh, between Atlantis and the surface world. He has a, a, um, We've got a the, reception. Yes, for his marriage with, uh, or his upcoming marriage, his nuptials with, yeah. with Mara. He's got people that, that are coming to, you know, that will be working on the station, working with Atlanteans. And I like the fact that there's, there isn't the tension between, we have a character, um, Lieutenant Jonah Stubbs of the Royal Navy. She meets one of the King's Guard, uh, Captain in the King's Household Guard. And the, 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 the kind of, like, banter between them is very much, it's just normal, you know. There's not that tension that you always get. Oh, you're a surface dweller. Oh, you're a merman who wants to kill. Yes, him. there's a lot of um, there's a lot of gap bridging in yeah. this issue. It's made very clear from both Mira and Aquaman. He's like, uh, even Mira at the beginning of the book has this great moment where she's like, "I know you want uh, humans to stop fearing the Atlanteans, and I want you want the Atlanteans to work with the humans to make a better world. It's going to take a lot of time, though. 
and it may not happen in our lifetimes. And he basically has the attitude like, but but we have to try. You have to start. Yeah, yeah we got to try. You definitely have to start. And of course, things take a turn. Um, but again, a really solid book. I mean, it, it's. I found it to be quite enjoyable. I do like Dan Abnett a lot. I've been reading Dan Abnett for a long time. He's got time. a good sensibility for this yeah, Aquaman. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote Legion and Legionnaires with uh, with the, his former partner, Andy Lanning, for a long time. Guardians of the Galaxy for Marvel. So he's a very solid comic book writer. I think he's one of the great choices to put into their stable. We've also got Black Manta coming Black back. Black Manta. Uh, one of my favorite DC villains of all time. Yeah, Making definitely. a comeback. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, it, it's it's again, it's good solid book so far. We haven't had any clunkers. Yeah, I yeah, we did. I don't think we talk about it on the show. But if we skip a book, then you might not know. Then yeah, you may it, know. If, if we're not um, going to talk, if we don't talk about a book, you'll probably get an idea that it, it wasn't one of our favorites. It but... was. It wasn't for us. We'll put it that yes. way. It didn't fit our our aesthetic sensibility. Yeah, so, we want we want positivity, and everything so far has been has been really good and. That just makes our jobs easier, being very positive about a lot of the books. There's something for everybody in all of these books, and they've been they've been firing on all cylinders. Uh, I, I've got nothing. I've got really nothing else to say. DC's doing yeah, a great job I, with Rebirth. I think, especially lowering the price point to two ninety nine. Um, I remember that old ad campaign. No. Two, hold the line at two ninety nine, except for Batman. Um, <laughs> uh, it's something. It, it's it's they're good, and it's very encouraging to try them. Yes, I think there's definitely a, a if if you're in the store today and Wednesday, and you've got you want to try that extra book or uh, you know maybe there's one maybe I'll get an extra one I'll get an extra one you're spending a little bit more money, but it's not that much, you're not gonna go wrong. I don't think you're gonna go wrong. If it's a character you like, you, again New Fifty Two, great Green Arrow fan, did not like the beginning, the beginning. of the New Fifty Two, not until Lemire took over at seventeen. So I think if you're a fan of any of these characters, if you're an Aquaman fan, this book will work for you. Yes. If you're yes. a Superman fan, the Superman that we, we reviewed last week, Action Comics this week, really great. Batman. If you want the Batman Batman, you've got Batman number one. If you want the Batman team, you've got have detective. all these different char- characters, it's Detective. So so far, it's been uh, it's been enjoyable. They've been doing good work, good and I appreciate that. I, I, like, I like having the feel of these characters being very prominent. I like seeing the larger casts come back when you've got the entire Bat family, especially with they didn't know what they wanted to do with uh, with Tim Drake for a long time. Spoiler was kind of hastily introduced in that year long series, and she didn't get like the spotlight I think she deserved. She also didn't feel a lot like Stephanie Brown, and no. now we're getting back to the characters having those feels in a new setting, and it's very refreshing to have classic feeling characters in sort of the modern era. And I think that's what New 52 tried to do, but this is doing it more successfully for me. Yeah. So next week, uh, just a heads up, is what they call Skip Week. It's the fifth Wednesday of the month. Um, So next week, I think DC's offerings are mostly annuals for books that are beforehand, some special editions. So there is no Rebirth next week. And since we're kind of running on this theme going forward, Sebastian and I are going to take next week off. And we will be back two weeks from now with the first Rebirth books of July. And we will give you our reviews for those issues two weeks from now. So, again, next week we won't have a show, but the week after we will be back with the next round of Rebirth. So, uh, for my partner Sebastian, this is Chris saying we will talk to you two weeks from now. Oh my God.